Welcome back to Beyond the Ropes, the podcast. As you all have seen throughout this season, we have many different women who make up the Double Dutch movement. We have women from all different backgrounds with all different personalities that um, bring, everybody brings something special to the table. And now I would like for you all to meet my 40 plus Double Dutch Club sister and friend, Juanita Mahdi. She brings something very special to the table, <laughs> don't you, Madi? I don't know about all that. I bring something. I don't know how special it is. <laughs> Madi, let's talk about before Double Dutch, well, before 40 plus Double Dutch, when you were growing up, tell us about your childhood. Tell us what makes you the woman you are today. Okay, well, I am the second oldest of six children. Um, I was raised Muslim. I was raised in an Islamic household. My parents were married. All six of us, same mother, father. Grew up on the south side of Chicago, not too far from here in the South South Shore community. I grew up, you know, kind of structured and uh, kind of strict, but we were allowed to do certain things. And, you know, you pick up a lot of things being in the public school system because I've gone to public schools and Muslim schools. And one of the things I did enjoy as a child, double Dutch. New addition, no different than who I am now. I was I was that kid that um I was very headstrong. My mother said from the time I was two, outspoken, boisterous, um, as Jordan called me earlier, no nonsense. I'm just I'm just that type of person. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do regardless to how anybody feels about it. I don't even think it's something I can do about it at this point if I try to stop it. <laughs> so, did you have a lot of friends growing up? Actually, I did, but what was crazy, I've always been kind of introverted. And people mistake me being outspoken for being social. And I've always had people trying to be my friend and wanting to be my friend and wanting to play with me, but I didn't want to play with them. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I had, um, you know, five brothers and sisters. Both of my parents come from large families, so I had a lot of cousins. So having friends really wasn't a concern of mine. Me doing what I wanted to do was probably like my biggest concern. Like I was that kid. If I played house with my sisters, I had to be the mother. We played school. I had to be the teacher. And I even remember like my sister saying, I'm tired of being a student. I want to be a teacher. I said, okay, be the teacher. I'm the principal. <laughs> and, and my mother always reminds me how one day I she overheard us and she was standing outside the door laughing. I didn't know what she was laughing at. But um, my, sis, my sister's finally like, okay, well, I'm going to be the principal today. I said, okay, I'm the board of education. Like, I was not going to be under nobody. Um, I think my personality is still a lot like that in, in, in some regards, in some respects. But I just like the versatility of moving when I want to and just not being obligated to sit. I don't know why I'm that way. I'm just that way. <laughs> and how do you feel like your Muslim background has shaped you? Um, I think it gave me structure. Um, I think it made me a charitable person. Um Islam was the religion of peace. I don't know how much peace it gave because <laughs> I raise a lot of heck sometimes. But um, I think uh, it made me a kind person on the inside. I'm a, I'm a tough person. You got to get to know me to get to that kind person. But 
I don't know. I'm kind of until I get to know people, I'm kind of standoffish from people. But I I do feel like it gave me structure. Um, it gave me a different understanding of the world because I understood very on that people were different and everybody was not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you go into a public school and you're Muslim and you got to explain people why you don't eat pork, why you got to dress this way, why you can't wear that, you know. So I learned very early on to not assume anything about what someone believes or the way that they think. You know, I ask, I think sometimes with other people, because everybody assumes everybody's Christian is a Christian country. And people just assume everybody thinks the same way or they start quoting out scriptures and stuff to you. You never even heard in your life. And I'm like, OK, well, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that scripture. I just don't know it. Like, but um, as I've gotten older, I've just drawn parallels between all faiths and I just take what I feel is good from things and I discard what I don't want. That's okay. So born and raised in Chicago? I was born and raised again in the South Shore community until I was around 13 and my family relocated to Stone Mountain, Georgia. My mother, my brothers are the youngest and I have two brothers and my mother didn't really want to raise them here. Mm-hmm. I think she saw a shift in the culture and what she saw happening in society and she wanted them to have more of a, you know, just like a, a chill upbringing and she you know I have cousins who was running the streets and you know male cousins and joining gangs at 10 and 11 years old Mm. she didn't want that for them so we moved to Stone Mountain Georgia which is a suburb outside of Atlanta and when I was 21 years old I moved back why'd you come back I never wanted to go in the first place my grandmother was here my cousins my uncles I've always been like a city person I'm not really a Georgia peach I don't mind visiting I don't want to live there you strike me as a Georgia peach I know I don't strike nobody as a Georgia peach. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I just love Chicago. I love coming back to visit. You know, it's different now because my grandmother's passed on. My favorite aunt has passed on. So it's just, it's, you know, you realize the, well, my aunt told me before she passed, the, the longer you live, um, the more depth you're going to live through. And when you're young, you don't think about those things and continuously creating new normals for yourself and really making a life for yourself outside of the family of the people that you were kind of living for. And you kind of have to learn how to live for yourself no matter where you are. It's how, it's how I kind of do the things that make you happy. So it's, it's, it's weird because I'm, you know, I'll be 50 this year and I'm kind of getting into that space where mm-hmm. I'm becoming an elder in my family. You know, and for a long time, it was five, gen- five living generations in my family. Mm-hmm. And now it's just three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like, okay, you're getting to be an elder. So like, your positioning and your family is shifting. You kind of have to be responsible. I still always feel like a kid, so <laughs> when I have to be responsible, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so you went to school. You finished school in Georgia. No, I I finished high school in Georgia. I went to community college there, and when I relocated back to Chicago, I, I went to Columbia College. I went to Robert Morris, and then I finally went to Chicago State, and that's when I finally finished. I was like, I got to stick with this and mm-hmm. finish. And I finally finished up at Chicago State. So what did you do after you graduated? I started working for Chicago Public Schools. Um, I worked uh, at Par River Elementary School for nine years. And I, I and I loved it in the beginning. And that was another thing I think that helped me to be more open. And, you know, working with kids forced you uh, to, to change. It forces you to... What's the words I'm looking for? It forces you to um, think differently. It forces you to grow, mm-hmm. I think, working with kids because 
you realize like it was a whole world going on. I didn't know anything about just having somewhat of a shelter upbringing. Even as an adult, it was just things I chose not to do. I don't smoke. I don't drink. It was just things I just chose even in my adulthood not to do. And working where I worked in the area that I worked in, which is like a low income area, uh, you know, you deal with all different things that you've never even been exposed to, even dealing with children at a young age. And so um, it, it changed me a lot. It made me be more open, more understanding, less judgmental of people in their situations and uh, trying to figure out why people are the way that they are instead of judging them being the way that they are. I think that was important. So it sounds like you enjoy being around children, young people. I do. Um, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a mother, and I also think being a second oldest, I had a lot of responsibility under me. I have a lot of younger cousins. So I was just always taught, you know, you take care of your your family, you take care of your community. Um, I think when you start with kids when they're young, you know, you get to help shape how they see the world, which I think is important. And, um, you know, I'm a mother. I have a 25-year-old. She'll be 26 in um, August. And I um, raised my cousin's two children. My godson lived with me one year. Um, and it's a lot, you know, um, taking on that responsibility, even like working with kids, being a teacher, being an educator. You know, I'm 300 kids' parents. I'm, I'm in school. Cause eight hours a day, I always mm -hmm. tell people, we know your kids better than you do because they're more free to be themselves when they at school, you know, a lot. I I said I was never gonna be that parent. I know my child didn't, cause I see I see how kids switching on and off, you know, when they get into other spaces. Um, I think again, kids, they are real with you. They are blunt with you. Like they force you to grow because they're gonna tell you how they feel about you. I mean, I walk in class, Miss Marty, what you do to your hair? Um, you know, you know what what you got on? Like where are you going? Like it, they they are just so raw and blunt. But I have more of a blunt personality. Um, you know, I'm more of an upfront personality. So. I appreciate it. Um, I don't always agree what they have to say. I don't always care what they have to say, but they're going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And um, I, again, I think it made me be less sensitive about certain things because you, you just can't. But I, I love kids because I love watching them learn new things and explore new things. And I just like being around people that are going to be honest with you about who you are. You know, even things that you know, it forces you, like I said, to grow. And I, I think that's, very important growth is important so i see a lot of the things you post on your facebook page mm -hmm. about your students mm -hmm. and it seems like they really look up to you and um they're able to get something from you that maybe they can't get from their parents yeah um i think being a a teacher it's made me be a better parent because when i'm talking to my kids and I'm learning things and they're explaining things to me, I can go home and say, well, Brianna, are you experiencing this? Did this happen to you? And she'd be like, no, I know about that, but I'm not doing it. I'm like, are you sure? Because again, I never wanted to be that naive parent that would say my kid would or wouldn't do something. Um, my, I love, I live for my kids. I don't know. I say it all the time at work. I, you know, when adults and my coworkers are going through things, I'm like, you know, that's sad, but I'm here for these kids. Like that's always my priority that they're having the best high school experience that they are getting what they need, that I'm being real with them, how the world is, you know, outside of these four walls, you know, I always love the stories. My my students come back like, Ms. Mighty, you was right. I mean, they might get through one semester of college next year. Like, college is hard. You right. Nobody's going to hold your hand and do this. And you're like, you, you have to grow up. And so, like, I have to do the hard stuff with them. Sometimes they get mad at me. I say, that's all right. Sometimes my daughter don't like me, and I'm okay with that, too. So if I don't get my daughter like me, I don't care if y'all like me. Y'all will be all right, you know. I was upstairs in your house earlier, and, and one of my kids called me. I'm like, why are you calling me in the middle of <laughs> 
school. Like, I thought when I told them I was going to be out for two days, they're going to be like, yes, a break from Miss Marty. Where are you going? Why are you taking a, you know, day off? I ain't going to tell you what they you know, well, I'll tell you what they said. They said, she must be going on vacation with her man because Miss Marty don't take off work. My kids are crazy. They will say anything. Um, They know that I'm passionate about what I do, and I really don't take off work, you know, unless it is necessary. So, um. I, I just want them to show when you do something, you stick with it and you see it through, and you know, unless it's hurting you, you know, and, and then teaching them how to have a voice, but how to do it respectfully. I always tell them, you have a right for, to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. Just do it respectfully, you know, do it in a way so that you're getting the result that you're looking for, you know. So, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy kids. I think they're a lot more honest and forthcoming sometimes than adults can be. I, I'm, I don't really care for passive-aggressive personalities. Mm -hmm. So, you know. So, mm -hmm. speaking of adults, mm -hmm. I know that some people have issues with forming new relationships with adults. And I do believe that you might be one of those people. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that <laughs> next. Yeah, so, yeah, I, it's not that I have a hard time forming relationships with adults. I just... I'm a very observant person. I just watch people and I'm like, yeah, my personality and that personality is not going to mesh well. And again, because I have so many siblings and cousins and family that is not blood, but our parents might have grown up together. So we consider each other cousins. So I'm like, ah, no new people. Like, I'm like, I'm good. So it's always interesting when I get to meet other adults and I actually click with them. You know, you just never know if something is for you. I, I do feel like, you know, Join the 40 plus double, double Dutch Club is different from my personality because you, you hear it all the time and, we, and you've talked about how they say women can't get along. It's not that I can't. I just, for me, I just choose not to put myself in situations that I think are going to cause me stress or, you know, dealing with people and all the issues and neediness. I'm not a needy person. Like, I'm a very independent person. I've always kind of been that way. So, um when I actually joined and, and, and started to like it, it was uh it was interesting for me. It took a minute. I was like, I, I was kind of looking at y'all like this, you know, for a couple months. Like, I don't, I don't know about these people, but, you know. <laughs> but she kept coming back. Yeah, I got to tell y'all how I got jumped in to the, the 40 Plus Doubles Club. It wasn't really of my own free will. So um, my friend Tania Muhammad, we've known each other a long time, and she was a brand ambassador, I guess, at one point. And in 2019, she kept calling me. Oh, I need you. You should join the 40 plus double dose club. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and she kept calling me. Did you join? Because you should really know. I think you would like it based on your personality. I said, based on my personality? You think I'm going to like that? And I do like double dose, but I was like, oh, dealing with all them people. I don't know why. I just. And so she kept calling me. I was like, okay. She kept sending me the link. So I went on the page. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I'm looking at these people. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I'm joining it, but I didn't. I didn't understand how the page worked. How do you go jump? So I was just like, okay, watch. Well, I joined it, and then when the time rolled around, and she was just kind of like, um, well, we're on. I think you were on hiatus or whatever, and it was winter, so mm -hmm. nobody. You weren't jumping anywhere, and I'm like, okay, I still don't understand what she want me to do. I see the little double dutch video where they throwing the rope to each other and drinking their coffee and whatever. I'm like, okay. That was during the pandemic. I was like, we couldn't get together. So. I was like, okay, what what does this group do? Because I don't understand. So the next thing I know, my friend Chantel is is reaching out to me. Remember that she came to my school a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, and she was like, you should join the forty plus double dutch club. I'm like, 
what is it with this dog? What is supposed to be such a big deal about this group? So then she told me to join. You know, I'm like, I'm already in this group. She's like, you should come out. I'm like, okay. And again, I was just in the group. Like, we have 40,000 lurkers on the page. I was just a lurker. Like, I was just in the group, but I wasn't going to any meetups. And so when the weather started to break during the pandemic, me and my cousin Keisha was like, we can't sit in the house. We got out and started. Oh, before that even happened. Pam and I were both in a a group called Deactivating Fat. Now, why Pam was in that group, I I have no idea. I was she got putting up pictures. I'm gonna be fifty this year. I'm gonna be this. I'm like, why the hell is she? I'm fat to deactivate. (laughs) I'm like, why is she in this group? Like, um, because I had some real fat. I could show you some fat and stretch marks. So I was like, I don't know why she in this group posting up every day. And I we were both going walking on Jackson Park um track. And like one day I posted up and she was like, I was just on that track. Maybe we'll meet up one day. We'll probably see each other. I'm like, I hope not. That's what I was saying in my head. That's what I was saying in my head. I was like, I don't want to meet her. That's what you said. In my head I did. I was like, I would not be talking to nobody, nobody. <laughs> and it was crazy. A couple of months later, I'm out walking with my cousin, Samaya. And she said, oh, look at those women. I think there's a grown woman over there jumping rope. You always smell jumping rope. You want to jump rope? Because I was always trying to get my cousins to jump. Nobody wanted to jump. And she's like, you keep saying you joined some group. You should go jump. I was like, I'll go see if they give me a turn. So then I walked up. I'm, they like, hi, I think Pam and Leslie and Stephanie. I'm like. We're a friendly bunch. I was like, uh-uh, hi, <laughs> can I please get a turn? And it was like, sure. So then I jumped a couple of times. And then here comes the bully. Um, you should join 40 plus double S. I'm like, uh. She's like, you should join. I was like, oh, I don't know this, this. She's like, oh, give me your phone. Oh, you're already in the group. Why haven't you come out to jump? Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> she was, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I was supposed to do. It's right here. If you go to the event section, like I got a whole spill. I'm like. It's pretty obvious. I was like, um, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, you could just come. We meet at Pullman on Saturday. I'm like, okay. And so. <laughs> And so I'm like, all right, thanks for the turn. So we'll see you Saturday at 40 plus. Like, I'm like, are they jumping me? Like, it was like the outside. It was like a rumble in the park. Like, it was like the grease is in the social. We about to have a rumble. I'm like, what in the world makes I think I want to jump? And she's standing all like this with her chest out. Like, what you going to do? I'm like, I'm just like, okay. So then I pull up to the meetup and I don't see nobody in the lot but Mama Pelt. I'm like, am I in the right place? And I'm like going from one lot to the, the other. The meetup lot. starts at 9 a.m. She probably got there at 8.35. <laughs> I'm going from the front lot to the back lot, back lot, back to the front lot. And so your mom tells me, yeah, yeah, you're in the right place. I'm like, okay. So I'm like looking. She's like, oh, they'll be here. You know, they might be running. You know, Pam will be here. So, you know, Pam shows up. Oh, you made it. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. And, um. <laughs> So, you know, the first few meetups, I was like, I don't know, this is for me. They don't do nothing on time. It would be like 1030 because back then the meetups from 9 to 1030, they now run to 11. I'd be like, um, what's going on? Like, it's, it's, it's 1030. You know why they now run to 11? Because of this chick right here. Because at 1030, she was like, 
It's 1030. It's time to go. You know what? We changing our time. Nine. And she would be like, where, where are you going? What do you have to do? I'm like, um, I have a life. Because um, <laughs> she would actually like confront me about leaving. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Like, I have the grocery shop. I have errands to run. Eh, you can do that later. I'm like, uh, no, I, I'll see y'all later. And next time I try to leave, she's like, oh, no, the, the beat-ups go to 11. I said, I, got, I thought they went to 1030. No, they go to 11. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is just too much. And the next time I started staying, I think part of what made me keep coming back was Mama Pelt being there, you know, because she, she speaks her mind, too. And she'd be like, well, you know they're supposed to be doing so-and-so, but they're not doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, somebody here with some sense, you know. <laughs> It should be doing hula hoop. It's too much standing around. Like, you know, she was on that reel. I was like, oh, okay. So it is some structure to this. They just not quite on the structure. And so I uh, just kept coming back. And the next thing you know, Pam starts with what she believes to be brilliant ideas. Um, I'm going to be out of town. Um, Since you're here on time, don't you want to greet people? In no, I do not. No, I absolutely do not want to. She became our official greeter. I was like, I, I do not. I do not want to talk to none of these people. I do not want to do anything. It's like, yeah, you, you, you're going to be the greeter. And she like will actually write things on Facebook. Like, Madi will be there, and you can just say hi. She's uh, really friendly. Like, she would actually, I'm like, oh, no. And so I'm forced to, like, be nice to people I don't even want to talk to. And... <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm not even a hugger. And I always laugh. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Katrina gives good hugs. I'd be like, that chick hugs people too long. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why the hug so passionate? Like, I know you like to act like you didn't really want to be bothered with us and act like you weren't enjoying all of the friendship, fitness, fun, and fellowship. But we got receipts, Marty. <laughs> we got people... Like Miss Sharon, who's 71 years old, who said she drove out an hour from Oswego, Illinois, to come to our Pullman meetup. And she said the first person that greeted me was Madi. And Madi is the reason I kept driving out to Pullman because she would just make sure that I was okay. She was loving on me. I was like, Madi, who? <laughs> And she said, oh, yeah. I just respect Marty. my elders, that's all. No, Marty, I feel like 40 plus Double Dutch Club has changed something in you. Because it's you brought out something in because you. Because, you know, some of these women are like kids. They like, love me, love me, hug me. And so it's like, now I have nicknames. I have my little lollipop crew, Okila, uh, Yvette. Short people. Yeah, Pat. You know, little short midgets running around there. Like, now it's like I have all these little connections with people and, um, you do look forward to seeing people. Um, you know, I would, it's a story I'm going to bring up, and I was never going to talk about it publicly. Uh -oh. But um, I'm going to bring it up, and this is what really, even though I was in, but that's when I felt like, okay, I could be all in at this point. The, the friendships are genuine. People actually care about the relationships. Last year, I hurt my ankle. And so we did, like, the Women's Expo, and... I was like sitting at the table the entire time because I couldn't really walk around. My ankle was swollen and I was kind of like left at the table with everybody watching people's coats and whatever else. And at some point, you know, I was just like, I'm ready to go. And I rode with your mother, which I always say is a mistake anytime I get in the car with her because you don't know. You I'm might, to the end. Yeah, you might drive to Mexico. She'd be like, come on, this is a good idea. So, 
some point, I was ready to go home, and Elder Barge was performing, and they just all just ran off and left me at the table. I was ready to go. I was just aggravated. And they were all trying to talk to me. I was like, I ain't talking to none of them. I was like, forget all of them. I'm sick of this. Forget Double Dutch. I was like, I'm done. Even, like, I went to get in my car. My daughter picked me up. They were standing outside. I'm stone-faced like this. I ain't talking to none of them. I'm just looking at them like they don't stop talking to me. And they was like, okay, we'll just talk to you later. And Satel was like, no, just come on. Everybody different. Everybody needs time. And so I just went home. I'm like, I'm quitting Double Dutch. They make me sick. And next thing I know, they put Nisi on the phone to call me. Hey, Marty. Because they knew I would answer the phone for Nisi. <laughs> and um, I'm like, hey. She's like, um, we're at your door. I'm like, you're at my door. And she was just like, yeah, we're at your door. I'm just like, ugh. Because I want to be mad. I'm the type of person I'm mad. I want to be mad in that moment. I want to carry the moment through. I, I'm a, I get mad, but I'm done. But I just like to have my moment of being mad. So then I went downstairs and... Katrina, Pam, Linda Lotson, and Nisi are on my porch. And I open the door and they start singing Beyond the Ropes. And they have like popcorn <laughs> from Garrett's. And I'm just like, they make me sick. I was trying to be mad. Like I was <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, shoot. I was like, now I have to be their friend. And it's like I it was weird because I didn't even know what to do with any emotion I had because it was something unexpected. Like, because I'm the type of person. You, if you say you ain't my friend, okay, I put on my black dress and my fascinator and I'm done. So I was like, they actually came over here to like to make sure like I was good. And that made me really feel differently because I sure wouldn't have did it. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for fun, Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. If you're looking for friendship. This is my favorite thing on. to do at meetups. <laughs> Marty, y'all, Marty is playing with y'all. Because Marty got that song on blast in her car every time she pulls up to a meetup and every time she I, leaves. I, I, when I'm doing something, I be in the moment. I, I have to do it all the way. I don't have to. thought I was joking, didn't you? you I, I, I have joking. to be in the moment. Because, you know, Pam, sometimes when we don't have no place to meet up, it'd be like 30 below zero. And Pam like, we can jump out here. Uh, no, we can't. I'll sit in the car and play the song. I will not be getting out jumping in 20-degree uh, weather. So She gets out. I get out and I record and I get back in my car. I'm like, if them fools want to be out there jumping in 20 degree weather and, and hopscotching down the street, more power to them. So, yeah. Marty tries so hard to be hard, but she's so soft. Marty, Marty buys birthday presents for everybody, takes people out to dinner, takes people to concerts. She's ruining my reputation. Some people, takes some people to concerts for their birthdays. Marty Pam, is that friend I, I, who is going to make sure that you know she's thinking about you, especially on your birthday, or, any special occasion. Or you could be like Pam and find out that I have front row seats at a new edition concert and make your way to the front and take over. We're going the today. Seats. We're going today. It's a I will not be answering show. my phone. I, I pay for my seats row. early and you know I got front row. And, you know, they think they're going to come bogart. I'm not answering my phone. That's Me and Katrina will be sitting on Marty's lap at the concert. <laughs> We're very excited. We cannot wait. We are counting down the hours. And guess what? So is she. So, Marty is a prime example of someone who has gone beyond the ropes. Her whole personality has really blossomed through this movement. She don't even always jump. Marty has had ankle problems, <laughs> knee problems, back, back problems. I've been in, I've been rear-ended in two car accidents, so I just go with it. It, it got me out of jumping, so I just go around recording. 
saying had all kind of issues. Making jokes. But you know, that's what I do. She is there every single Saturday, sometimes on Thursdays. She found a location for us to jump at for our winter season for free. She brings water and bananas and snacks. She keep trying to act hard. She keep trying that's to do this. That's hospitality. That's my upbringing. Madi is a prime example of how 40 Plus Double Dutch Club is so much more than just jumping double dutch, hopscotching, hula hooping. It's about friendships and connections and meeting new people and learning and growing and being the best version of yourselves and making lifelong friendships. Madi, who thought she didn't want to play with me, <laughs> she's one of my closest friends now. Cause because Pam tells you you're gonna play with her. Not because of that. Because this movement has taken all of us beyond the ropes. <laughs>